0: Welcome to Sports and Jesus, Um, I know it's been a while since we've recorded an episode, feels like five years, but we're back, Um, yep, got a, Joy's not here with us, he is busy doing better things, just kidding, Um, he just couldn't make it today, Uh, we got a new co-host with us, name is Will, say hey Will. Hey Will, oh wait, that's (laughs) me. (laughs) uh stats also couldn't be here with us he uh just chose to not answer the phone so um he's must be busy as well so uh some exciting new things um i know probably you caught the announcement hopefully if not go check out our the episode before this episode of our announcement and how we're splitting up these podcasts and um yeah really exciting but uh, also, we are in a, a new studio. We are in the official Sports and Jesus Studios, S&J Studios. And uh, our quality might not be as well because we don't have or as good as gooder. Gooder-ist. I would say it's
1: a, it's a work in progress.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's we're, being built. We're not gooder than... Uh, Sensei Dan's studio that we were recording in Sound Speech Studios.
1: So did Dan kick you out? Is that what happened?
0: Well, that's a long story. <laughs> um, yeah, it involved a lot too much too much pizza, and um, I don't know. It was crazy, crazy. Um, but no, no, We we just uh, we decided to make some sacrifices in the quality area in order to be more. Um, so we just had a, a lot of people doing a lot of different things for the podcast. And so really all those people's schedules would have to line up perfectly for us to even record. And now, um, I guess I'm, I'm doing most of it. So really only my schedule has to line up. So, um, but yeah, enough about that. Let's, let's get into, uh, what you're all listening for the sports portion, um, sports, yeah, we need some we need some, we need some cool some, like, we need some like uh, sound effects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's an app for that. <laughs> um but uh also we're still being brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. Um redletterclo.com has some really cool um items on there. The um the library of items has grown significantly Everything from hoodies to hats to some really cool stickers. Um still has the classic worthy t-shirts on there. Go check that out. Um support one of our one of our good friends and hopefully setting some things in work to get our, our brother there with red letter on a podcast soon so you can actually hear him and meet him. But yeah, so sports. Uh-huh. So
1: we'll uh you're not an alabama fan are you no that's where you're wrong (laughs) i'm a i'm a big alabama fan i have been an alabama fan since i since i can remember being alive so um and to say i'm a mild alabama fan is putting it's probably putting it a little uh too lightly so
0: (laughs) were you an alabama fan when before saban
1: i really i really was i i experienced all of the uh the different mics that we have, which is Mike Dubose, Mike Shula, Mike Price, who never even, he never <laughs> even coached a, a practice. He he got fired before that even happened. And then, uh, so I went through, um, a lot of emotional value of a lot of emotional valleys, and uh, I but I've been on a on a high for the the past thirty years, twelve <laughs> years or whatever it's been. <laughs>
0: Feels like thirty. So to us uh, Tennessee fans.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, how's this, how how's the uh, the Tennessee low going? Yeah, yeah. Talk about valleys. <laughs> I mean, we're,
0: we've been in a valley
1: for since Peyton, I guess, pretty much. Well, but um, I mean, do you, on a scale from one to ten, is is Tennessee is the? Uh, let, let me let me make it more clear. Is with ten being like still absolutely dissatisfied, and one being closer to. It, look, it looks like things are going to turn around. Where are you? Now, now that Jeremy Pruitt. So,
0: there. so ten would be bad, right? Yeah, I guess uh, okay. I should. I guess, okay. I, should, I, guess <laughs> I, should, I guess I should flip it. One, <laughs> one being bad,
1: ten being, um, ten being good. I like to
0: stay Con-
1: confidence level. That's what that's what this is. Um, about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter because I I usually like to stay at a solid five. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> like Yuck. I I'm optimistic about um where tennessee's headed there are some things i'm excited about but i also remember being very optimistic when butch jones was there so
1: hey, and he he creates champions of life yeah
0: yeah and yeah, uh yeah. also remember being optimistic when Dooley was there um so
1: yeah i'm let me ask you where did jeremy pruitt come from
0: <laughs> wasn't he wasn't he your like p.e coach or something?
1: he was he actually really was he uh he actually paid me ten dollars one time, um, so and it's a true story. So this is how I guess people need some sort of clarity on that. I uh, I was in elementary school in Fort Payne, Alabama, and uh, he was the PE coach there at the time. And so after school, my parents would go to the the gym that I guess it was connected to the to the rec center where people would go and just work out and stuff and all the kids would play at, in the, uh, in the gym below the walking track and stuff. And, uh, but coach Pruitt was, was still in the gym, I guess, just like cleaning up and stuff from the end of the school day. And I was, it was me and my, my little brother in there. And I was, I was just chunking, uh, volleyball as a cr- like full court, just <laughs> trying to, you know, just trying to make full court shots with a volleyball. And, uh, and Coach Pruitt said, "Hey, I'll give you ten dollars if you can make a granny shot from half court," and I I did it, and it went. Lo and behold, it went in, and he so he gave me ten dollars, and that's my Jeremy Pruitt story. Yeah.
0: Do you do you still have that ten dollar bill? No, I don't. Did you ask I, him to sign it? I honestly,
1: I no, I didn't. I mean, because he was just a PE coach at the time, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't think anything of it, and uh, he was just Fort Payne's assistant coach at that time.
0: Moral of the story, kids, is if uh, if your PE coach gives you anything, go ahead and just ask for that autograph, just in case they uh, they turn into something big. Um, you never know. I'm I'm pretty sure my PE coach in uh, elementary school is still teaching elementary PE. Coach. PE. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, that's how that's what people sign up for when you when you go into physical education. I mean, you have mostly most of the time you have a degree in it or something you know that's what people usually land there as a career job and he uh he sort of just skyrocketed after that so yeah yeah so, kind of crazy and,
0: and to answer your question though where did he come from uh he came from the same place georgia's coach came from and uh um kirby smarts tends to he's he's looks like he's working out pretty well for georgia so i'll take it yeah
1: yeah i i think uh the consensus on georgia though i think uh I think Georgia fans are a little bit more optimistic than they should be at this point, um, just because of the. Uh, I don't. How do I say this? Uh, if you guys saw the the Justin Fields fake punt that he did in the uh, <laughs> SEC championship game, uh, I, th- I really do think that was uh, Kirby Smart's attempt at at pulling a Nick Saban. Of course, then again, when I say when I say that now, I mean he. I mean he got his lights beat out of his brain by uh Davo Sweeney in the championship game this year, so yeah let's know. talk about that yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. um
0: I can honestly say as a Tennessee fan um that has been my favorite college football game <laughs> in um really since I guess the uh the kick six. Oh God! Uh, and yeah. it's sad that my my two favorite college football games, possibly of all time, both had nothing to do with my team and just had to do with
1: Alabama getting beat. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> um, I will say, for some reason, the national championship game was a lot easier for me to take as a loss than the kick six game was. Okay, uh, because it yeah. just had, it was just such a shock. And, <laughs> and, and the first time Clemson beat Alabama, I like at that on that last second touchdown that uh. The- Deshaun Watson threw to... yeah that rep, pick, that pick play. The, yeah, he threw to the 30 year uh thir, 30 year senior Renfro Renfro ref ref, ref, Renfro, ref, ref, I, don't wanna, ref I don't know. Ref no, ref Renfro. You know Ren, what I'm talking about. Renfro. Yeah. But yeah, the
0: white kid. <laughs> uh, that'll probably end up playing for the New England Patriots.
1: Yeah. Um he's next uh Edelman or yeah. whatever
0: his name is. That's what the Patriots do is they just uh, they <laughs> tend to collect sm- get the white small white <laughs> slot receivers that nobody else yeah, wants, and then, and then turn them into Hall of Famers.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it's, just, it's uh, Edelman, right? That was a quarterback in in, in college, college, yeah, and then somehow ends up. I mean, he's probably going to be a Hall of Fame. I mean, I would I would think he would end up being a Hall of Fame receiver at some point. Yeah, before before that, it was Wes Welker that had
0: caught maybe like. 15 passes his whole career and then signs up with the Patriots and mm. sets the single season um receptions record I think or close to it yeah um but yeah so uh I take it you've only watched that that national championship game one time because I've watched it like nine times so <laughs> I, just, yeah, I was gonna be honest I, I,
1: I didn't actually I didn't watch the full I didn't even watch the full game when it happened <laughs> like I we were uh my wife and I were out of town and we were We just we uh, we decided to try to just stay and watch the game, and then drive three hours afterwards to get back to Florence where we are. And before work the next morning, Uh, and I I usually David and I both have to get up pretty early for work in the mornings. Um, It was
0: worth staying up for me
1: though. Yeah. Well, we (laughs) but I didn't
0: have to drive home.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean the good I guess the good part of us getting our brains beat out was uh, I, I knew that it was safe to to leave to come home at halftime <laughs> because I knew we were going to lose. I I listened to the rest on the radio, but it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a sad night. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy that, um,
0: you know, you typically hear people say that this, this senior class that just graduated for Alabama was, I know especially before that game was being celebrated as, you know, the greatest senior class in Alabama history. Mm. But, um, after that game you can make the argument that Clemson's senior class was even more successful Yeah. because yeah. they had the same amount of wins, the same amount of national championships, mm. and but Clemson had one more conference championship than
1: the Alabama seniors did. I would say that their their senior class is probably more historic than Alabama's. Or at least it it, it will probably stand out as more historic because uh uh I mean just to be frank uh when, when Nick Saban's run is eventually over, people aren't going to remember all the players that ever played because there have been so many it would now pro bowlers, uh, you know, in the NFL. But, uh, but that Clemson class, class was special, though, because there's only a, you know, they've won two national championships within, what, three years? Is that how, yeah. is that how it went? Three years? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Alabama had done the same thing. Yeah. Before. Yeah. But but I mean, but it's Clemson knocking off yeah. the, the, you know, Goliath. Yeah, I mean you you've heard like, the argument
0: that Alabama is a dynasty, but there's a team that's won just
1: as much Yes, yeah. I will they I have. will say uh you know there was speculation about Dabo Sweeney eventually taking Nick Saban's place at Alabama. I don't think so anymore. Yeah, why would he do? He I, he is the Nick Saban at Clemson. I, I think I he, I feel like he would be an idiot to go to Alabama at this point and that have to follow Nick Saban's footsteps when he is the Nick Saban of Clemson. Yeah, he um, plays in a much easier conference. Oh yeah, <laughs> their schedule next year. I, they have. Uh, the, the I think they play Syracuse, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean they they're pretty much a, a foot in for the well, for the ACC championship, which is a joke anyway. But uh, I mean, as long as they take care of business next year, they're probably going to end up back in the playoffs, and pro- most likely Alabama will too. But uh, Alabama has been going through some some uh, coaching turnover though, so I mean they they basically all walked out, and so uh, if if. If somehow Nick Saban, and I, it wouldn't put it past me if he can recover from uh losing the majority of his his staff, especially on the offensive side of the ball i mean uh they'll probably be back in the playoffs do
0: but. you do you think this this alabama team that just lost the national championship um do you think they're the best team
1: ever to win not win a national championship uh I think the two thousand seventeen team the first time Clemson won i think I think they were overall a better team. I, I think so do you think that team is the best? The best, yeah. I think that's the best Alabama team to not win an. Ass. Okay, I baited you. But I was hoping you'd say s- that. Since since I've been alive, though, there's, uh, a, I don't know. I it, there's arguments about the seven. Like there's been a few times in the. In, I mean, in do the you think past, the best
0: team, not the best Alabama team, the best team, the best team in general to, yeah. to
1: not win Oh, that's a whole different. Yeah, I, I yeah, think sorry. I think so. Yeah, I think I'm at least as far as my mind can think of
0: because I, I think they're the third best team not to and they there was talk oh, of this really? being the. okay best, yeah. what are the first two okay number two mm-hmm. head of alabama would be the usc team with reggie bush that oh they might be they got beat by texas nope number one yeah. is the miami team that got beat by nebraska
1: oh man that team yeah. had like okay yeah that, that, that's a good argument <laughs> that team had
0: yeah. like multiple hall of famers yeah i guess
1: uh, i i was thinking in terms of f- filibuster a while while i google this yeah. So okay. So my. So what happens? <laughs> Usually, when, you don't say that. Out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so no. What happens when you're an Alabama fan? At least for me, is first of all, I mean, you're you're a fan of tradition, and so you know all the the great stories. But recently, since Nick Saban's been there, it's like he is he's been such a uh, a, a hero that at least in my mind, I feel like that this 12, 13 years that Nick Saban's been there, I, I don't. I can't remember exactly how long. I think it's 12 or 13 years. If it seems like that's gone on for like 40 years for me. I don't know. And uh, and so uh whenever I think about you know that that kind of a question it's uh I think well this, since Saban's been there <laughs> that Alabama's ruled at college football, which is true, but that's not the uh they have not always ruled college football, especially um before Nick Saban got there, uh, it's really from the time Bear Bryant retired until, well, I guess Gene Stallings had one, one national championship, but that wasn't really a dynasty. That was just like a a one good season kind of thing. But I'm getting closer. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay,
0: <laughs> sorry, good filibuster though. I'm um, king well. of filibusters. Okay, let's, here we go. This is the 2002 team that lost. Yeah, was it was it Dorsey that was the quarterback? Yes. So Yeah, I think I'm Okay, so listen to this team right here. Your your running backs are Willis McGahee mm-hmm. and Frank Gore. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the, <laughs>
1: yeah that's, <laughs> that's a Hall of Famer Hall of Fame, and an yeah.
0: All-Pro right there. Mm-hmm. Your wide receiver, you had Andre Johnson as one of your wide receivers. Um, Ken Dorsey is your quarterback. You had uh, Carlos Joseph as a tackle. Another wide receiver was Roscoe Parish. Hmm. Um, you had Sean Taylor uh, played on that defense. Um, Vince Wilfork was a defensive tackle. Uh,
1: yeah. 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 That's th- that that kind of raises a good question. How how big of a letdown should does Miami Hur- Hurricane fans must feel?
0: Entrell Roll was a cornerback <laughs> too. <laughs> Jonathan Vilma was your middle linebacker.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Is if you're Miami, yeah, if you're you a Miami imagine...
1: fan and you're <laughs> older than fifteen, like, it, yeah, it must stink. Well, can you imagine? Well, they went through that big like high of hiring Mark Rick and they thought he was gonna turn the program around, and then he got yeah, close to it. Yeah, he got close, but he had like one uh, year, and then he just yeah. jumped ship. Which I heard. Yeah. You, one last point about Alabama. I also heard that. Mark Rick was being talked about for like the, the uh, one of the coordinators for Alabama <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me that wouldn't surprise me I don't me. know because Mark Rick is the sole reason that, they, that Georgia choked that many so many times when Alabama's played them. <laughs> like yeah. anyway I, I yeah. could go into more but, about that <laughs> yeah um,
0: real quick because I want to talk about Zion Williamson um, but Super Bowl we got the Patriots and the Rams coming up not this Sunday but next Sunday
1: he, he got winning that he got winning that game I, I think the Rams. Okay, I yeah, pay, I, I, I agree with I, you there. Well, I don't want the Rams. I, I'm a I'm a Tom Brady fan. Uh, I you, hate sh- Tom Brady. you should expect that coming from an if, Alabama fan. But. <laughs> if you're if you're
0: a Sports and Jesus listener, you know how much I hate Tom Brady. Okay. Um, check the last year Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope Tom Brady loses three times. No, I, I think I think the Rams are special. I think we're about to see. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if a, a dynasty. I just gets don't born out of that. I, Honestly. I hope the Rams win. I don't think a dynasty because I think
0: the Chiefs are more specialist. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, not really the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Jared Goff. He sort of came out of nowhere this year. Yeah. I
1: haven't even heard the name until this year.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah. remember. I remember him at Texas Tech. Um, I remember him. I remember watching. Maybe it was when they played Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma that year, and mm-hmm. they both put up like, oh yeah, like five thousand yards, yards it was crazy. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, so we'll probably talk more about the Super Bowl and um, extensively. Hopefully, if we're able to record an episode next week, so it'll come out right before the Super Bowl, um, or we'll record one right after the Super Bowl. That was really hard for me to say. Right,
1: <laughs> record one right after. Okay, um, We'd really, but, we really we we need to get into uh, what kind of Super Bowl parties we're had to.
0: Yeah, we need to have a sports <laughs> and Jesus. Oh, we Super should Bowl we should party. do a
1: sports and Jesus podcast during a or a a pan sports because
0: that's also what um that's also what uh what we are uh can be found on if you want to just listen to the sports. so if you're listening to this and you're like oh man this sports part is so cool these guys are awesome i wish we were best friends but i just don't dig the jesus part um first of all you need to hear about our lord and savior jesus christ and um, what he did for you on the cross, but uh, also if you want to just if you're not about that life, then um, you can just listen to the sports part on Pan Take Pan Takes Sports. Um, we call it Pan Takes because we're a bunch of guys that like sports and we give takes and we like pancakes. So um, yeah, we do like pancakes. We, yep, yeah, pancakes. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> actually, we're headed to Waffle House after this. Um, that sounds so good. <laughs> although Waffle House definitely has waffles and not pancakes.
1: I think they have panc. Did They don't have pancakes at all. I don't know. I mean, no. why would they call it? I think that's. I don't think they do actually. I don't think they have pancakes. I don't know, but um. I hope does. Also, if you're
0: if you are a um. If you've been with us for a while, you know that we were the first. Um, to say that Zion Williamson was a beast, not really, probably not the first, but um, oh no, own it. Yes, and it we, we we talked about it last, uh, probably a year and a half ago when we were talking about who the next LeBron James were. We said Zion Williamson, and now you all, if you're listening to this, you know who Zion Williamson is. Mm-hmm. Probably when we first said it, you're like, who's that guy? <laughs> now you know, he's amazing. Duke is amazing. Um, we don't have enough time to talk about it, but I'd like to at some point in the near future. Uh, maybe after football season is officially over and all we have to do is talk about basketball. Um, talk about Bama lost it's already over. Yeah. <laughs> talk about is this Duke team, um, they're compared to the Fab five. What what do we think? Are they as good as the Fab five? Um I don't think I don't really think we everybody tries to keep comparing Zion Williamson to different players. I don't think we've ever seen somebody like this. Yeah. Um I mean we've we've seen the body but not with the forty-inch vertical and the ability to handle the ball, um, which you're seeing a lot now that Trey Jones is is out for a
1: while. Hey, speaking of college basketball,
0: uh, your Tennessee Vols number one. My two favorite teams like... are number one and number two. So I'm so loving you, me some basketball right now. Who do you right pull now.
1: for in the case that they play each other? Oh, because oh. they're they're undefeated right now, aren't they? No, they're, they got no... Beat,
0: they got beat by by Kansas. Tennessee um, did. Um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay. earlier in the year, but barely. Okay. And Duke's lost to Syracuse and Gonzaga, and Tennessee beat Gonzaga. But that's a good question. If they were like, if they were playing each other in the national championship game, I think I'd probably pull for Duke. <laughs> just because I've, I mean, I know I've just followed Duke when it Longer, comes to basketball okay. yeah, a lot closer than I have. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, when it comes to basketball. Now, if they're playing and football, I pull for. I mean, I like Duke football, I like David Cutcliffe, but I definitely pull for Tennessee in football. Um, they might win, even though I <laughs> I'm mad at Tennessee football guys. This is going to be a shock to y'all, but this is what Tennessee football has done to me. You know how on previous episodes I made fun of Joy for liking soccer. I'm now a soccer fan. That's what Tennessee football has done to me. I, I I had to find a new sport this fall
1: because Tennessee football <laughs> was so bad that. How many full games did you watch of Tennessee football?
0: Um, maybe two.
1: <laughs> Which ones were they? Were they?
0: And I've watched more soccer games this week than I watched all.
1: <laughs> I
0: watched. I, I watched the. Well, I listened to the Auburn game because I was working until about halftime, and then I watched the when we beat Auburn. Um,
1: Which is, we can both find common ground on that. Yeah, that's that was great. Yeah. Um,
0: but, anyway, so, so that's sports again. Uh, if you're listening to this on Pantake Sports, tune in hopefully next week and with new episode, talk some Super Bowl. Um, get in touch with us at pantakesports at gmail.com or um, sportsandjesus at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Zion Williamson. Let us know what you think about um, the Super Bowl. And if you have a really good take, you might we might read it
1: on the podcast. So I think you can like leave comments on this podcast and stuff, can you? Like on uh, you can
0: iTunes. on iTunes, you can like leave a review. Hey, leave a review. Yeah, leave, a, leave a review. leave a uh, five is five, it five stars. Star? Is there five, stars yeah, on five the, stars? yeah, five star review, please. That really helps us. Really helps us get out there. Go like our Instagram. Subscribe. Facebook. Um, subscribe. Do all those things. Really help us out. Share. Uh, not. Don't just like follow us on social media. But please, please share our stuff also. Um, we're looking to create a, a greater social media presence. And we need your help. So um, thank you guys for being patient with us. For not forgetting about us all these years. Um, as we've been in hibernation. Um, but we're back. We're awake now. So. And. Uh, yep we're awake yep wake waking it woke
2: everything about god to me is mind-blowing i'm on that theology to keep my mind going shade tree theologian i ain't wear suits Book tattoos while i'm cruising through the institutes john calvin that's moving you might even catch me reading wayne groovy sound doctrine that's what it's gotta be like that white cleft dictionary of theology but nothing trumps the word call it the holy bible it is central and necessary for our survival does not have a rival moving it's not idle if you preach it then you liable to have revival and that's what we need in our local churches it's either dry as a bone or something like a circus but it has been purchased so we can commandeer it lord jesus revive us with your holy spirit
0: And we're back. Um so yeah, so you might be listening to this on To Live As Christ podcast. Uh welcome to To Live As Christ, or you might be listening to this on Sports and Jesus also welcome.
1: All, welcome. welcome back.
0: Welcome, yep. Yeah. That's uh that's Will's voice that yeah. you hear. Um I'm I'm David. I guess I didn't even introduce myself in the last part, but I'm David for those of you that are new to this podcast. Um so our last episode, five years ago, just kidding, it was a few months ago, Um, We kind of started a, we want to do somewhat of like a series on on mission, and last episode we talked about missional living, or really what it means and what it looks like to be a missionary where you live, where you are in your home, in your own culture, um, at your job, at your school, what does that look like? So if that's something you're interested in, or if you haven't listened to that yet, go check out episode 12. Of sports and Jesus and and that's where we discuss that um, and so today we want to talk about global missions or world missions or what does it look like I guess so last episode was same culture this is more like cross-cultural missions hmm. um, so we really want to talk about why why do we do missions why is it important why why do I as a Christian why is it important for me to feel a burden for lost people all over the world? Um, so we want to talk about why. We also want to talk about how. How How do you do it? How are ways you can get involved? What does it look like? How has the church historically participated in mission on on a global level? Um, so, you know, we if you're listening to this through Sports and Jesus, um, I would say that the sports part, you know we we like sports. We're sports fans, but um, honestly, none of us played college sports. Some of us didn't even play. I didn't play high school high school sports. I mean, we're we're really just fans. To be fair, I was I'm five foot seven. And yeah. I knew better. Yeah, and five hundred pounds. he <laughs> uh, <yeah, you> can't. <laughs> hundred pounds. I've
1: been roll, be literally it's, rolling it's a in here.
0: theater of the mind here where <laughs> yeah. we just created some really interesting pictures in people's heads. But. uh... <laughs> So but missions is I think something we've It's serious. Yeah, it's serious <laughs> and it's something I we I know for me personally I have a little more experience in than um playing in the National Football League. But um I also know it is something on Will's heart as well. Mm-hmm. Um for those of you that don't know, I, I do some some work in, in Ukraine. Actually probably have some of my Ukraine buddies listening to this, so shout out to you guys. Um, in an episode coming up soon I was able to, on my last trip to Ukraine Record an interview with the worship leader There in Rakiv, um, T- Temka, And had a really interesting conversation with him We'll be getting that out there to y'all soon um, We'll add it to the Sports in Jesus episode And probably make it its own episode On um, To Live as Christ podcast So, uh, So, yeah so, that's cool. so, missions, world missions. Want um, Again, quickly define world missions. We're talking about taking the gospel cross-culturally um, somewhere else in the world. This is traveling somewhere to people that are not like you with the purpose of bringing the gospel to them.
1: Well, a lot of times in places where it's unfound. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. Um, so so why 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 would someone do this why is this important Um, the first reason and the chief reason the most important reason is for the glory of God God is glorified when people are worshiping him and as the popper quote is missions exist because worship doesn't by the way If you're looking for a book on missions, Piper's book um, "Let the Nations Be Glad." Sorry, it took me a second. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. which Um, one? (laughs) (laughs) Is a great. uh, I guess I could have just looked up on the shelf up there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, got two copies up there actually. Mm. But "Let the Nations Be Glad" is a is a great, um, great book on missions and the importance of missions and the glory of God. Uh, So glory of God is important God is glorified through through missions that would be the most important reason and that should be the reason that we keep in mind throughout the rest of this discussion Um, the second reason would be for the joy of all people because um, I phrase that real Piper like I think Um, (laughs) people are important Uh, People are made in the image of God. We love people. Mm -hmm. We want what's best for people. We want to see people experience the joy that we have. And so let's bring that joy to them. Let's explain to them. Let's talk to them. Let's tell them what has fulfilled us, satisfied us. And that is the gospel. And that is is Jesus Christ. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool that the glory of God and the joy of all people, those two things aren't... Exclusive, they um they go hand in hand. They go right right mm-hmm. together. That the glory of God is what brings people joy. So you can be.
1: And, it's, know, a, and it's a command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah, yeah which, which is, is the, the, on top of that. Yeah, yeah,
0: which is the next point is that yeah, it's it's. Oh, oh you're yeah. being obedient. You're you're. Yeah. It is. Sorry, yeah. I wasn't looking at uh, the notes. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's six hundred pounds and blind. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> So i gained hundred pounds from the last <laughs> yeah er, er, yeah every uh you know, every, every time, time, time i, I say food, it you're gonna yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah the um the great commission which is uh um i think it's if you don't turn the page
1: there uh matthew. guess where we are matthew yeah <laughs> bible
0: drills maybe well matthew 28 matthew 28 yep yeah. um you read you yeah, so, read that right there? Yeah, it
1: says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and remember I am with you to the end of the age. Holding yep. Christian Standard Version.
0: Yep. That was Matthew 28, verses 18, 18 through the rest. 20. Yep. 20. Um, so that that's actually the last thing Jesus said before he ascended so it's a big deal uh that's the last command Jesus gave um it's important so missions global missions reaching all nations not just our own nation but all nations is it's important it's a command it's something that um we should be after as as Christians and as churches um and another thing I wanted to talk about is you'll you will find sometimes that there are eschatological reasons or um I don't think I, I there's there's no way I just I spelled eschatological right but uh <laughs> um that's pretty much a big word for like end times like P, so basically some I've heard it preached that You know in in the book of revelations in the story in the the picture of heaven you get people of every tribe every tongue every nation in heaven and we have people groups on earth right now that not a single person in that whole group of people has heard the gospel they are that we call unreached people groups and those exist there's quite a few of them on the earth and it's important for us to try to reach the unreached that's that's important um, that, that's something that's significant but um, you will hear the argument made that Jesus can't come until those groups are reached because there will, will be people of every tribe, every tongue, every nation um, I actually disagree with that um, not like strongly
1: disagree like for you Platt fans I'm, I'm eyeing it, them real good it, for you <laughs> um, Actually, heard it,
0: probably the best sermon I've
1: ever heard ever heard preached. Yeah. That was one of his
0: points, and I would still say it's one of the best sermons I've ever heard preached. Um, I, I'm
1: I'm with him on that. Yeah. Me, me and David disagree with that, but
0: go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Um, so, and my my reasoning behind this for disagreeing with that is that I firmly believe, and probably most of you also believe that infants or Um, you know, abortion is a big topic right now, unborn infants or infants that, or children that die young, um, before they reach an age of accountability, what that age is, I have no idea, but that they, um, when they're deceased, they go, they go to heaven. Um, so it's also, I mean, it's a fact that there has been children and infants That have died of every people group every tribe every tongue every nation and those children are in heaven so there are already people of every tribe every tongue every nation in heaven Um, and real quick you know you you ask just some biblical evidence for why I believe um, children that young children that die are in heaven is when you look at in 2 Samuel chapter 12 uh, verse 23 David's infant child um, that was that was born to him by Bathsheba after the whole Uriah incident. This is the child that actually was conceived while Bathsheba was still Uriah's wife. Um, this child dies, and David David is um, mourning this child while while he's sick, and then the child dies, and and his servants ask him, "You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child Died, you arose and ate food," he said. While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, "Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me? The child may live." But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. So, they, it's the the key phrase there is, "I shall go to him." David saying, "You know, I will be where he's at." i mm-hmm. um, saying, "Heaven, I, I will see the child again." Um. So. I think that there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason yeah. that's in the Bible. There's a reason that phrasing is the way that it is. So, so that's uh, a. It's
1: a good argument. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I disagree. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, um, <laughs> look, first first of all, these kind these kind of di- what we're talking about here. So hard to
0: disagree on, uh, like. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Well, I, I don't think I don't think "disagree" is the word. Even. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. But. uh uh, how about this how do you think that that, that applies to the urgency for, for world missions like, um,
0: I, d- I don't think it takes away from it like but I don't think I think the main reasoning for the urgency to missions is not the fact that it will bring the second coming of Jesus any faster mm. but the fact that there are unreached people groups and apart from hearing the gospel mm-hmm. those the adults will die and go to hell never hearing the gospel mm-hmm. and that should create an urgency in us mm. um that's a good point. and that's that's a very non-selfish urgency that's crea- and, and, and yeah. two i mean it, we really need nothing more than just jesus commanded it mm-hmm. and we love jesus and he's He saved us, and we want to bring honor to Him. And so we do what He commands us to do. Great point. That that should be enough right there. Um, Add on top of it the glory of God and the joy of all people. But, so... Yeah, that's great. So I think those are... And I think the glory of God, the joy of all people, and Jesus commanding us are much more, I guess, unselfish Mm -hmm. reasons.
1: Yeah. So how how would you... um... How'd you reconcile that and I that actually is a really good argument. That that almost can I'm I'm sort of we're sort of on the same wavelength right now. Uh <laughs> we we weren't on the same wavelength yeah. before. Well, we th- well <laughs> I, I like I tend I I uh I kind of when I when I look at when, when I look at Matthew and it says that uh sorry, I I flipped his Bible yeah, pages to the Great Commission earlier and uh, I <laughs> lost his place. This is a good place to to, <laughs> to flip it to. Um so, uh, like uh, Matthew 24, uh, 14, says, the good news of the of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Um, I traditionally see that as, um, as, and I think of the uh, a big, um, what's the word I'm looking for, the uh, the po- the most, I guess one of the popular beliefs is sort of like what David Platt would preach is that um our evangelizing our global missions uh god uses is by by his sovereignty god uses uh the the world missions of his church to bring about the second coming um and uh yeah i sort of i sort of um hold to to that i sort of hold that um all all tongues or all nation all people groups have not been reached yet but but then again you're 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 infant
0: we would also say though that there there have been people groups that have existed on this earth that were never reached like Mm. there were for example there were tribes of Native Americans that Mm. we know through archaeology that they existed but they died out for some reason or another before Mm. Before Europeans and Europeans that eventually brought the gospel with them ever yeah. reached, hmm. you know, the, the New World. So yeah, so some of I that mean, does it. Yeah, yeah, that's does a great all argument. nations there mean every single?
1: I think some. I think some of that is the God's wisdom and Him just knowing. Uh, like the, the the argument is also if everyone dies through the or <laughs> everyone does die, but that's not what I was trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's basic, it's fundamental to the the gospel that you only come go to the Father through uh, what Jesus did on the cross and through His blood. And so, um, let's just let's take the for instance the uh, the argument of unborn children who die, who are miscarried or um, god forbid you know aborted or something tragic like that, um, having never come to a saving knowledge of uh in the same way that me and you might come but with us being older and and the god and you know God bringing to, uh, by the Holy Spirit you know opening our eyes to the gospel um, you know th- there's a mystery there of uh the only way through the Father is through the blood of Christ on the cross. So that that's yeah. a mystery. Uh, yeah. it, like I in in some infinite way I I think Piper touched on this also in one of his one of his podcasts actually. Um but somehow there's a in there it's just a divine mystery that he's able to to I believe he's able to save yeah and if the, the infinite, blood of by the cross does the apply. yeah. And I don't know yeah. how that works. Yeah. Mean, there's no way to know in in what from what we see. Yeah. In and in we could talk
0: about this but, this yeah, we could, we're going down a rabbit trail. Oh, a sorry. Bit, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. We could, with, for, maybe for another podcast, maybe like a Q&A podcast. Yeah, add another 100 gonna, pounds to start. Yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> so now we'll 700 <laughs> pounds. In, <now. laughs> so, okay, so that's the why of world missions is um, glory of God, joy of all people, <laughs> obedience. Um, so now the how. How do we do this? Yeah, okay. How how has this happened? How does it, does it happen? Um, So historically, I think probably the most effective uh, vehicle for world missions has been the persecution of the church. Uh, If you look in the book of Acts, by the way, if you're looking for a good resource, another shout out, another good resource on missions, um, the book of Acts in your Bible is a... <laughs> he, Non-sponsored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this podcast is brought to you by the point. book of Acts. <laughs> <laughs> by Peter. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so Acts. So Jesus gives this command. He ascends into heaven. Um, Pentecost happens. Thousands of people are saved. The first church really started there in Jerusalem. And you would think, alright, Jesus gave them the command, so let's go. And they don't (laughs) Mm. they stay there uh they stay in jerusalem so then eventually you know stephen is stoned there and the persecution of the church starts happening and forces them to spread out and with (laughs) the early christians spreading the gospel spreads Mm. so and then eventually to you know through the whole known world at the time i think you also have examples like currently the uh, Syrian refugees the Christians that have been forced from Syria have taken the gospel with them and taken it to the places that they flee to Um, you look at Korea when North Korea forced a lot of the Christians out they went all over Asia taking the gospel with them Um, Jesus, that's kind of God's sovereign way of pushing global missions and the spread of his gospel I think you also have um, a more organized way of of doing global missions, probably that us Americans, the Americans that are listening to this, are more familiar with, um, and that and I think it's most um, most bestest, betterest, most both, yeah. the best, yeah, the best way to do that is <laughs> is through church planting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is you know we. When we talk missions we talk about planting churches or helping local churches because the mission spreads through the church and through the local church and we don't think it's in a very effective way of missions even though it was done out of america for years where you're sending a group of people they're kind of parachuting into a place and they're just on the streets just handing out tracks and trying to get as many people saved in the week that they're they're there as they possibly can. And then they leave, and there's no follow-up. There's no nothing. A lot of times it leads
1: to misunderstanding of what you're reading. Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's why we think it's most effective to assist local churches and to plant new churches. Having said that, when churches are planted cross-culturally, another mistake that we've seen in global missions has been um, Western European and American missionaries trying to plant Western European and American churches mm. in different contexts in Africa, in South America, and that typically doesn't work out great.
1: Yeah, I would I would say also if if all a, a region has is just a bunch of short-term missionaries coming there all the time, you never know what. You know what the cocktail of stuff that they're hearing is you yeah know, they could you, yeah. you could hear what would be the true gospel which is is the power unto salvation it, yeah it, you know but there you could also hear distortions of the gospel if they're not care. you know especially when you when, when if there are uh missionaries of you know younger kids which praise god there there's younger kids going on on missions but uh you know if there's no consistency there um and there's not an actual church body uh, as mm-hmm. we see in first and second Timothy mm-hmm. um then uh it, it can lead to a, a lot of even apathy w- yeah. w- among new believers and um and of course you know god d- and no, no design yeah and God designed the church yeah uh the organization of a church local body to uh to assist with that and yeah. in in, uh, in the Christian life in the spiritual life so yeah exactly uh, yeah so that's so why? church churches,
0: local churches, planting churches is we think that's that's the way to do missions. That's that's what if you're if you're going on a mission trip, um, look to where you can assist a local church that's already active in in mission there. That's why we love going to Ukraine, is yeah. because there's a solid, um, sound local church there that we assist. Totally. And so when we're there for a week, week and a half, we're able to make relationships and we're able to you know assist them in different ways knowing that when we leave like they're still going to be there doing the work doing the discipleship mm-hmm. doing the training doing the evangelism doing the the baptizing i mean if there's mm-hmm. somebody there to baptize people when they um are converted like that's that's a big deal that's important um so uh, another way a way that this happens through I think that most of us are familiar with like we're uh will and i and um and joy also attends one. we we our churches are a part of the southern baptist convention and they uh they have their way of doing missions which i think is very effective is they have mission boards they have the international mission board that helps train Mm -hmm. and assess and fund missionaries Mm -hmm. and all the southern baptist churches part of what they give goes to Mm -hmm that they call it the cooperative program i know the pca um, has something similar Um, theirs is a a committee not a board but um, i also think really to do this effectively and this um, I, i heard this recently and it really hit home with me is you have to change i think you have to change your understanding of the global church and be more respectful of the global church i think americans we typically Can view the American church similar to the Jerusalem church in the Book of Acts. Like we we are we're the ones that have figured it out, and we're the ones that we need to send people from America all over the world if they're going to be reached. Mm. Um, I think that's that's ignorant and disrespectful of other. Other churches and other groups of people all over the world that are also doing global missions.
1: Are you like, are you talking about just like just stylistically? Like yeah, how, like how, just how the way we, we think how we do church. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah the way we think, um, because like places like South Korea are killing it missions wise. You mm-hmm. know, same. There's places in Africa that are sending. I mean, at it, one
1: time I heard that they're yeah, as percentage wise, according to their population, they're like like per capita are sending way more. Yeah missionaries out than the united states is yeah like, I,
0: I, I think also what really hurts is that kind of thinking um causes us when we go to a place we don't we think like when we get there that's when jesus has started working there and i think it's important for when you go to a place to understand what jesus has all what god's already done there understand the history of the church in that nation or in that place that you're at mm-hmm i think that's that's very important to to think through those things but we're running out of time and um so I'd like to thank uh red leather clothing again for for sponsoring us RedLeatherClo.com. go get you a shirt or a hoodie or a uh a, a, a sticker they got some really cool merch there um we will be back soon hopefully soon you'll be listening to uh an interview I had. Um, if you have any questions, any uh, soon we're going to start doing some Q and A episodes. Might even do those on site at some. We have some uh, cool places in mind that might want to host um, some public Q and A's that will get on on a podcast. Um, so be sending some some theological questions, some biblical questions. Send them our way. We you, do.
1: A, we we should. Figure out a way to do like a, li- a live Q and A thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, That'd that's cool. a good idea. We'll be doing we thinking through getting ideas here live. Well, not live. We're recording this mm-hmm. right now. It's not yeah. live. Yeah. <laughs> well, right
1: right now in art, while we're doing this, yeah. it's live. While you're listening, but when you're listening, yeah. it's probably a week or two or yeah. months <laughs> away from.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that might be coming your way. Also, you can reach us at to live Christ Pod at gmail.com. Um, or find us, Sports and in Jesus Instagram, Facebook, or the Live as Christ Podcast, Facebook, or Instagram. Um, y'all have a blessed week, day, whatever time period you're listening to this. See ya. See ya. Get yeah,
2: this, the exit, to leave here, and we all go through it. You think I'm ready? You got that right. I look forward to it. You say I'm crazy for Jesus, that voice done went insane. But I rode with Paul to Live as Christ and to die his game. The man, the woman who will set their one goal to commune with God and to be with Him, everything else will fall in place. Absolutely everything else will fall in place.